This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You've turned into the fastest. Yeah, you've turned into it, but you've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio thanks for tuning into i work for him this afternoon as we do another remote broadcast today from north liberty iowa that's right the home of well whirlpool's got a big distribution center here and if you ever drive across the country there's those really famous pick those uh, semi trucks heartland express heartland right express. out of north liberty iowa so if you ever travel the highways and the byways heartland express they're for right here from north liberty iowa hey so as you tune into us today all over the web from letstalkfaith.com to the uh, to, right off the i i work for him website maybe you're listening in tampa on am 570 or 910 itunes google Play, or stitcher however you're hearing the show just know that we prayed for you today we pray that something we say today would cause you to dig deeper in connecting what you learn on sunday with what you do in your nine to five Today we're following up on a story we ran about two years ago. In fact, one of our most listened to episodes ever on iTunes. We revisit today with Brandon Pratt, my nephew, and Pizza Ranch owner in Iowa and Illinois, now father of four, and boss to my youngest, Sarah Michelle. Let's hear how this successful business owner and now father is balancing faith, marriage, fatherhood, and business, as well as managing hundreds of employees across two states Brandon, welcome back to I Work For Him. And, of course, a special welcome to my youngest daughter, Sarah, who's joined your team back in 2015. Welcome, guys. Excited to be here. Thanks. (laughs) Are you really excited? (laughs) Martha, it's been a fun road trip. This is our last show in the Midwest. Now, tomorrow we're going to be in Atlanta, broadcasting from Atlanta. It's been uh, quite a road trip all over the country. Yes, it has. All right. So, Brandon. Last time we interviewed you, uh, you were just at a few pizza ranch restaurants. You didn't have any children, and uh, you didn't have a, a phenomenal assistant helping you get it all done. <laughs> In the last two years, a lot, a lot, a lot has changed. Why don't you talk about just going back so your uncle could feel really good about himself for just a little bit. How does the I work for him message resonate with you? Well, first of all, this is an hour show, right? It is. We've got a lot to cover. We so do. I will do my best to talk fast. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe you were going just Uncle Jim would just hurry up. Cause... No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, so something that's super important for, for me with, with your show is the Pizza Ranch and what we stand for, our mission and, and value statement, our mission and vision statement. Um, the vision statement for Pizza Ranch, it isn't about selling pizzas. It's not about even taking care of the guests or making legendary chicken which we have but it's it's to glorify god by positively impacting the world we live in Mm. and um so i think that resonates perfectly with what you're doing here from north liberty today in atlanta tomorrow and in tampa is is bringing the uh the workplace ministry to effective people so so that's in a couple of years so may of 2015 uh, you just had a couple of pizza ranch restaurants. Today you now have eight. Yeah, last time we had talked, we had Iowa City and Cedar Rapids, and now we're uh, eight locations over two states. So where, where are all those locations? Uh, so Iowa City was the first one, Cedar Rapids, and then we went into Illinois, did Springfield, Illinois, Galesburg, Illinois, and uh, those are all new ones that I started, and then I actually bought out an operator that had three stores, Altoona, Iowa, Urbandale, Iowa, and Waukee, Iowa, and then bought out a second operator of another location, Newton, Iowa. 
And those are all, all along I-80, that area, in near Des Moines or between Iowa City and Des Moines? Yeah, that's correct. If you pretty much, we, we have all uh, of the I-80 corridor covered from Des Moines to Iowa City with the exception of one pizza ranch. And then we pop over into Illinois and head south uh, down towards St. Louis. We've got a couple over there. So I don't even think it's possible to get hungry again from one pizza ranch to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> because you can eat quite a bit at one. So, <laughs> usually I eat breakfast at home, uh, stop by lunch at Newton, eat dinner in Altoona. Maybe a snack in the afternoon on my way back. No, I'm just <laughs> We did enjoy Pizza Ranch today for lunch, though, and I just have to say the cactus bread is where I started my meal. It's <laughs> a good place yeah, to start. She did. She started with dessert. She Actually, started with dessert. I'm well, in honor that. of the show, uh, it, you know, it, we just figured we better eat, make sure it was, you know, we were really in tune with the whole Pizza Ranch theme. Sarah, you joined the team a little over 18. No, gosh, it's almost 22 months ago. Mm-hmm. How has this transition been after you deserted your parents in Florida and uh, then moved up here to Iowa? How's the transition been? It's been good. It's been a learning experience for sure, going from um, being super close to within 20 minutes of you guys and um, all those friends I'd had for 12 years um, to moving to a brand new place as a 23-year-old and then making all new friends and finding a new church and then experience a new career that in a restaurant world that I've never experienced before. So it's been a big transition, but good. Yeah, Brandon, I've, I've told my friends many, many times the story of how you uh, stole my daughter, moved her back to the Midwest, and, and, and the phone call that you made, hey, Uncle, I really need somebody like you that could work for me to help me in my back office. But you won't move. But can I steal Sarah? Can I talk to Sarah about this? That's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty close. And I'm like, oh, man. You knew, I knew it was coming. I did. You I knew, knew it was I, coming. I knew. I'm like, man, well, if you ask, she's going to go because she really was never much in love with the sand. All right. Nope. So two years ago when we talked, you had those two pizza ranches and you had no children. You and Jennifer have been blessed with an incredible new family just in the last nine months why don't you talk about that adventure because that's really been an adventure yeah holy smokes going back to how i started uh, an hour we could talk for a day and i wouldn't cover all of it mm-hmm. but uh yeah so end of last year we left my wife and i went on a 58 day adventure to uh, brazil uh Hacifi, brazil in the northeast and then uh, a few days in rio de janeiro in the south before we came home and we went down there uh two of us and came back six and it was it was an adventure. It was not a great adventure. I'll be honest with you. It's turned out an unbelievable blessing. We have four beautiful boys. I would never change anything, neither with my wife. But uh, we were in the midst of some dark times. It was very tough being being away from family in a country that we know nothing about, uh, with a culture that we struggle with at times. Um, with the language you with knew the language zero and, of. And four boys that are confused coming from an orphanage. Um, Fortunately, they're the they're the blessing, right, in the whole story. So mm-hmm. they're amazing, and, and the transition with them has been really easy. But it was very tough. It was very tough. Um, and, you know, I know this is a, a, a podcast about workplace ministry, but um, when it comes to the adoption side of things, I mean, I will just give this shout-out. You need to be spiritually strong. My wife and I say all the time that if we didn't have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we, we probably wouldn't have gone through with it. I, mm-hmm. I know we wouldn't have. It was that hard. So have your armor on if, for any of you out there that are wanting to adopt well, maybe that's a future show that we get you and Jennifer on, maybe one of your other adopted friends, families, and talk about that because that's something, you know, watching you guys walk through this where you did as much preparing as you could for the trip. And when you got there, the the logistics went pretty well, but then the whole 
wow, we got to sit here for 60 days with boys. We have no idea how to communicate with them. I mean, learning charades and, and being in a culture, being you know, uh, off on your own, that was a – it was a tough time. Yep. And you had a lot of people praying for you though, all over the world. You know what's amazing is we felt the prayers. We absolutely felt the prayers. In our darkest moments, the things that brought us out were the prayers. There's no doubt about, no doubt about that. All right. So balancing. And so your life has changed a little bit. You know, it's really easy when you're just a, a, a husband and wife. you got a business. Things are good. you got her. You got your life. She's got her life. You can go and do your own thing. But now you're not only a husband but a father. And so you've got to balance. And you went from two pizza ranches to eight pizza ranches and you're building uh, a brand restaurant that is non it's not franchised your own place tin roost in uh, north liberty so that's a lot to balance now all of a sudden you got this priority issue i mean how do you feel how do you how are you dealing with that priority keeping god first and jennifer second the boys third and then work how are you doing with that yeah so uh, i preached all my managers before kids I, i've always and even after kids i've always said it's god first family second pizza ranch third um, now if you looked at, we'll call it pre-kids and post-kids, pre-kids, even though that was my priority order, uh, if you saw me on the street, you would say, boy, that guy is a workaholic. That's his priority maybe isn't God, or even though it, it was from a perception standpoint, I put a lot of hours in. Right. Now I'm struggling trying to be that guy who tones it back. 40 hours was what we had in by Tuesday night or Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how, how much we worked before kids. So now I tell a lot of people I'm, I've gone, uh, from that working to trying to be more of a father, more of a husband and not just a provider. And that's been a struggle. Full disclosure. It's been a struggle turning those hours back. I just used to work harder. I I prided myself on working harder than everybody else. And to go full circle, um, I wouldn't be able to do it with, without your daughter, my assistant, Sarah, she's a, uh, been a huge help and she's picked up some of the hours that I haven't been able to. So, um, yeah. So to answer your question, I guess I just throw more on her plate. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I don't know what to say to that. No, you know, it makes me think that the reality before we get a break is the fact that, um, you know, when you have an infant come into your life for the first time, you kind of get to ease into that because they're not screaming. So, I mean, they're screaming, but not, you know, in the way that like your four boys want to play soccer or do something like that. You really um, had a, an overnight change in that area. And you, you I know it's hard, but um, you're you're thinking about it and praying about it. And yeah, we went zero to hero. Thing. We went mm-hmm. zero to hero. All right, we're talking today with Brandon Pratt and Sarah Michelle Brangenberg about Pizza Ranch and Brandon and his wife as they have grown their organization from two Pizza Ranch restaurants. Which, Brandon, what is the main Pizza Ranch website for the company? Like where people could hear what the what the uh, the core values are and everything. Yeah, uh, PizzaRanch.com has our mission and vision statement on it. If you just Google Pizza Ranch mission and vision, it'll pull, mm-hmm. right, pull it right up. Now, there's a lot of people listening in Tampa, obviously, and Pizza Ranch is not down in Tampa Bay yet. Yeah, yet. we're in 13 states. We have 201 restaurants in 13 mm-hmm. states. But it's all up Midwest, Midwest. upper Midwest? Yeah, yeah, Illinois is the furthest southeast we go. So Springfield, right Illinois. So you got the further south restaurant? We do. Uh, it's public knowledge, so hopefully I'm okay saying this, but uh, somebody signed up in Arkansas, so we're heading further south. Wow. Yeah. So we'll be there someday. Well, I yeah. talk to a lot of people and I mention, because often people ask where our daughter works and I tell them and, and they either have traveled and been to a pizza ranch or they've not heard of it. And of course, I get to explain it to them and say, well, you got to check it out next time you're in the Midwest. A great place to go. And really with the core values, just centered on Christ. Sarah, you made, you know, you, you grew up in Minnesota till you're 10. You lived in Florida till you're 23. The Lord calls you back to Iowa, where about a month in, you're like, yeah, this feels like home. How difficult has the transition been for you, a single person, 
uh, working for obviously working for a friend because you've known Brandon all your life, but and doing the things you love, which you you love the behind the scenes kind of stuff. How difficult has the transition been on your faith? Um, it's been hard. It's I think the the biggest thing I look back and I see is finding a church before I moved here was the biggest I think thing that got me through because mm-hmm. I met friends through church right away and that's where I met the friends that I still have to this day. So and and they encouraged me and in those moments where I'm like, why did I do this? Why am I so far away from all my family? Starting a whole new life as a single 23-year-old and moving from like where I grew up and where all my really good friends still are. It's having those friends that and encourage me. Right. And my brother, that was a given. you know. <laughs> um, but it's it's knowing that like I have those people that I found through church that mm-hmm. we have the the commonality in Christ and they encouraged me that this is where the Lord has you for a reason. It might not always be easy, but you're, you're supposed to be here and he's still writing the story. And how cool is it working for pizza ranch? You know, being coordinating your efforts, you're working for Brandon, but you're working within an organization, a franchise organization that's centered on Christ. I know it's not a perfect organization because none of them are, but how neat is that knowing that there's Christ followers in the headquarters that you get to deal with? It's awesome because there's opportunities where I do have to call on corporate, whether it's marketing stuff or have a question about this, that, or the other. It's like, I know those people that are on the other side of the phone and the other, the people on the other side of an email that they are believers and they're outspoken about it. And we have that in common and it makes conversations very easy. We get along very well because it's not like this weird elephant in the room. Like we all know that that's how we live our lives Mm -hmm. and that's the company that we are. One thing that's really cool is, is when you call like on a Monday morning, you try to ask for somebody and the answer is, oh, they're in the Monday morning prayer yeah. session. Or, you know, is, is Bill there? And they say, now Bill's on a day of fasting. I mean, those, those things are pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So, that's neat. you know, what do you think, Sarah, you've been working for Brandon now almost two years. How, well, and you've really, you've worked for some amazing Christian bosses. Mm-hmm. How, how do you see Brandon living his faith out on a daily basis as he's struggling with the priorities of husband, father, and work well i think the biggest thing is you know seeing their journey that they took to brazil and walking alongside of them as they're preparing to go and then holding down the fort here so that they can go and seeing the faith that it took for them to even walk through the doors of that airport that day that i dropped Mm -hmm. them off and knowing that talking to them every day while they were gone and like seeing the the struggles that they constantly had and then coming back and it's just like the only thing that gets through those struggles is having having faith in our Lord that mm-hmm. you're going to get through it. And uh, and it carries out in, the, in in our restaurants. Like Brandon and I wear it on our sleeves. Everyone knows that that's who we are, whether they choose to agree with it or not. But it's like when we walk into the restaurant, then they know that that's who we are. So it's not, I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. I would say as an outsider, just watching how you guys do business, I think that you've made it very clear that integrity is a big part of who you are and what you stand for in all that you do. And I think your community knows that. They know that you're trustworthy um, You and you, you um, show that to your employees as well. Mm-hmm. So Brandon, as you look at, you, you've grown your empire, as I like to call it, from two pizza ranch restaurants to eight. How many employees do you now have in your organization? Oh, Sarah would know better, but I, I... I think it's really close to 450. Yeah, it's north of 400 somewhere. That's a, that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. And you have how many managers underneath you? Um, well, we just did a count. Uh, I, I think we have 47 
what we call collared shirts. So somebody who's in some form of management. Mm-hmm. Collared shirts. Yep. Do they they, really they wear polos. Yeah, they polos were. instead yeah. of a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. I get it. Yeah, that's right. That was that's that right. visual works little, really well. Little restaurant <laughs> slang there. Collared shirts. Yeah. Ooh, there's a lot I could learn from restaurant slang. Okay, so how difficult is that? Because I know you love to manage people. I know you love to work for people, work with people, but you're busy operationally. Yeah. So, and earlier you asked about struggles. Um, when I had just two restaurants, uh, there were some things that I was very proud of that I did that I'm not capable of doing anymore. Um, as an example, I used to have one time a month where I just had an open door policy, and the rule was you could come in and talk to any talk to me about anything except for Pete's Ranch. So, whether it's hey, I need to find a church, whether it's I need help with insurance and I don't know where to start, etc. And eight restaurants that's proving to be pretty difficult to to have eight of 30 days in a month dedicated to that so Mm -hmm. that's something so um that direct relationship with all my managers has definitely take a little bit of a hit um i mean they're all friendly we all get along they love me when i walk in at least i think they do i I love them but um i've had to kind of go through the chain of command so i had to really just focus on going through either my regional manager or my general managers and and there's not as much day-to-day with with uh, the lower level managers when you added those uh you know four little meninos is that what you meninos 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 you know the the boys that were two to six and now they're is is uh, William's the, almost three, almost three, and to seven now seven, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know that was a big task as well. So you added that on. So you've got four hundred fifty employees and and four boys, which take up a lot of your time. And these are four boys that literally in a room can create enough energy to turn a nuclear reactor. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of energy there. They, but they do boys. it with please and thank you. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> Jennifer's gotten doing it. You know, Jennifer wrote a blog during your whole adoption process when you were in Brazil, and I'm sure she's got stuff before you went, and I know she's done some stuff afterwards. She's got to write that book. Yeah, we it's it's your timing of bringing that up is pretty awesome. We uh, just we had some friends in town, and as a gift, they took. Uh, our daily blog and put it into a Snapchat oh. or a, uh, Shutterf- a Shutterfly. There you go, a Shutterfly book. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty neat to go back and take a look at it. And it's a good reminder that uh, that's something we need to do. You need mm-hmm. to because I think a lot of other – there's a lot of people listening today that couldn't have kids like you guys did, want to be able to adopt. You guys were able, were said we're open to adopting a family group. Not everybody's open to adopting a family group of four. Those four boys were lucky uh, to have you guys. But that's that story, that struggle – that you could you could talk around the country yeah the, the rest of your lives talking about that because the adoption process is a tough process so we had an amazing article uh well it was more of a video written on usa today their online print version only and or online version only and the amount of people that reached out to us from all over the country mm-hmm. was incredible i think mm-hmm. it was shared almost six hundred thousand times yeah. mm-hmm. so uh it's pretty amazing that is amazing. But there is a story to be told. There absolutely is. So, All right. So any of the boys uh, got entrepreneurial leanings yet? You, you, you seen any of that yet? Well, they're, they're four different unique boys, um, and all of them have gifts and talents. Um, I would say Leandro, the oldest, is definitely the one who's going to be the salesman. I mean, he could. Absolutely. <laughs> all day long. He could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves. It's pretty amazing what he's <laughs> capable of doing. There's um, a visual for you. <laughs> Uh, Cristiano's probably going to be the brain. He's probably going to be the business guy, kind of the guy behind the guy. He's not, not super outgoing, but, um, I mean, he's only been in America for what, since January, right? Since, well, end of December. And, uh, he's already reading. He read a book to me last night, which is mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's a six year old that didn't know the language to be reading in a few short months to me. is pretty amazing. He it loves is. math. He's doing tons of math. 
uh, he just walks around all day with an etch a sketch, and then he'll he'll see something and say like Iowa Hawkeyes, and he'll just write it on write this. It. Yeah, yeah, he'll write Iowa Hawkeyes, and then he'll sound it out and spell it, and, and so read that, your shirt and do it too. So that's pretty <laughs> special. Um, Enzo, I'm hoping and praying that he's going to be the athlete. He's uh, he's only he just turned four years old. He's in the 120th percentile for height, and he's just as tall oh, as his two older brothers. So I'm hoping he gets some athletic genes. Right now, he's like a giraffe. <laughs> he just falls all the time. He's <laughs> <laughs> too too gangly. Um, and, and Willie would, uh, was probably going to be the model for the business. He's, he's got everybody wrapped around his finger with his oh, big, yeah. big dough in the headlight eyes. So <laughs> there you go. So no entrepreneurs in there. Well, you know, here's the thing. So I, I don't want to upset your Brazilian listers, but, um, Brazil is a little bit different from a culture standpoint. Mm-hmm. They, they like to strum guitars on the beach and not build businesses. And I'm not saying they're wrong because mm-hmm. they, they're very happy. They're very happy people. Um, but I, yeah, I don't see. I don't know. I don't see that yet with the boys. Now they got. They've only been hanging out with you for less than a year. So they you need never, to be Americanized yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, they need to be pratized. There you go. Right. All right. So when you look at, you just take take a step back and you look at all that the Lord has blessed you with. These eight restaurants going on nine. The four hundred fifty employees that the Lord has put under for you to be the minister, the pastor the head shepherd of all of those people with 47 under shepherds. Now these four boys that are your number one mission field. How, how staggering is that to just look at all of that, that the Lord has uh, entrusted to you? Pretty spectacular. I mean, really is, um, you know, I'll share a story that kind of will sum that up. You know, my wife and I, when we, when we went through this adoption process, uh, you know, we knew it was about the boys and we knew it was about us and we were pretty, pretty stoked obviously throughout the whole process but when we came home and that usa today uh, article went out and then people started reaching out to us and they said oh my goodness your story is so inspiring we you know it's inspirational we can't have kids we and all of a sudden we kind of took a step back and we said you know god has orchestrated this whole thing and here we are thinking that it was for us and thinking and really for our boys and come to find out it's affecting way beyond our imagination people so uh, so that's pretty neat Mm -hmm. how does does it make you a better manager now, now, knowing that having your own kids has an impact on how you manage. Yeah, uh, I definitely am showing a little bit more grace, I think, um, especially for grace with people with families and outside, you know, uh, things that they've got to take care of. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be that guy that just worked all the time, and, and I now I get it. You can't just do that. <laughs> wow. Words right there could be put on a plaque and posted on your wall. All right, we're talking today with Brandon Pratt and Sarah Brangenberg as we talk about Pizza Ranch. She went up to work for our nephew Brandon about two years ago as Brandon was growing his empire of pizza ranch restaurants restaurants with a Christ-centered approach and we wanted to have him as long as we were in North Liberty Iowa helping Sarah with her new house we wanted to just bring on and have you hear their story and Brandon's story because of their recent adoption is even more intriguing because of the challenges of balancing work and and marriage and parenting all those things at the same time Sarah, you've been on the outside looking in on their marriage and on their kids and on his work ethic, and you've been learning things. You already have workaholic tendencies like your mother and I. So how have you balanced, and what have you been learning about keeping things in proper priority from working with Brandon this last couple of years? Um, I think that Brandon touched on it before. We Before kids, we both worked way more than we do now. Um, but these kids have helped us both realize that life is not all about work. And, um, so just making the priority, what is the most important things to do? Get all those things done, but 
do it in a timely fashion where we can still have dinner around the table at night and I can go home at a decent time and um, still have a social life and, and that kind of thing and be involved in, in church and can our connection groups and um, that's something that we're all involved in. And so um, I think just these kids have really helped us with that perspective. It's it's in turn, as Brandon has changed his perspective, he's forced me to change mine just because he's like, Sarah, go home. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to stay till eight o'clock, you know, whatever. So that kind of thing is just, we're both realizing that yes, there's a lot of work to be done and it can get done, but it, we don't need to work. I remember we were talking to you one day and you said Brandon came home and the boys were outside sledding and, and I'm not exactly sure what the conversation was, but basically you both said, we're going to go out there and have fun too, or I want to go out yeah. and enjoy the time with the kids. So, um, just that perspective and, and, and the blessing of being in an office the way you guys are, you can do that for a half yeah. hour and then go back to work or what, you know, dry out your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> after Sarah, how does your faith impact what you do on a daily basis? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've realized is coming into the restaurant world and seeing the darkness and how badly these people need Jesus. Mm. And I've always worked in a Christian, like the last few jobs I had were all in a Christian, purely Christian business in a church or in a really good company that stood for good things. I think coming into this, it's, it's changed my perspective on, it's not just something that everyone knows about and we just kind of wear it on our sleeves. It's more of like, I wear it on my sleeves. Everyone knows that that's who I am and I don't hide it from them. And I realize that these restaurants are my mission field, like 450 people mm -hmm. that I work with on a daily basis, not individually, but even our top 50 managers. I mean, I talk to them almost constantly. So realizing those, those that is my mission field and yeah i work in an office by myself most days but when i do get into the restaurants when i do send a message or i make a phone call or however it's like that's how i have to communicate my faith mm -hmm. through Brent, grace yeah. a lot of grace a lot of grace <laughs> mm, and grace and mercy yeah mm -hmm. something that you and i both need to work on all the time uh brandon you know, I remember 11 years ago when you were contemplating this, I'm thinking about buying a pizza ranch restaurant, Uncle. I, I don't really know much about running a restaurant, but I really am intrigued by this. I remember, I remember you having that conversation. We're sitting in Orlando having that conversation. Fast forward 11 plus years later, you've got eight restaurants. How, how have, what attracted you to Pizza Ranch? What was it about Pizza Ranch that said, I want to get that first location in Iowa City? Well, God's plan and our plan are completely different, right? Mm -hmm. We know that. Um, and that, that's a, a long story that I'll try to, to break quickly. At the time that we started the first Pizza Ranch, um, I was a follower of Christ, but I really wasn't a follower of Christ. You know, I, Jesus was in my heart, but did I live it every day? Absolutely not. And um, we pursued another project with a business partner, and that project fell through. And uh, these guys approached us, some, the guys that own the mall, and said, hey, would you have interest in doing a Pizza Ranch? We've been contacted by Pizza Ranch. We just need an operator. And uh, I said, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll be a third of that. I want nothing to do with operations and just send me the financials and I'll look at it and away we go. Well, long story short, God took me to uh, Florida where uh, I spent some time working and, and then ultimately spent more time digging into the church and my, my relationship with my wife, building my business background in Florida uh, and then building my faith in Florida and then brought me back to Iowa City where I eventually bought out my partners and, and turned out what a restaurant was going down into a, into a positive experience and then was able to use it as my mission field. So my point with that is I wasn't originally sold on Pizza Ranch. Uh, I think God put a Christian-based organization in my heart at a time where he wasn't first only to 
build me up, teach me a lot about the business world, then tear me down, teach me a lot about himself, and then I could come back a little bit more with some more humility and, and really run a faith-based business. Yeah, truly, we could do a show, oh. <laughs> an old hour-long show, just about what we learned about our faith uh, in, in Orlando right before the Great Recession. Yes. So you talk about, and maybe that's something we should do. That'd be fun. We should probably write notes so to make sure we only say the right things. We've got a month worth of interviews. There's together. a month There's a month on that one. <laughs> All right, so, but you, you decided after Iowa City, you decided, hmm, I think I'm going to do more of this. Yeah. And then Cedar Rapids was coming, and then Springfield was coming. I mean, what made you decide to expand? Well, so unbelievable God story. Um, in council with Jim, actually trying to decide what was the right decision coming back. I originally wanted to run these restaurants from Florida, which looking back on is unbelievable that I even thought that was possible because it's not. Long story short, um, I was driving actually to a meeting, and uh, I was the day before I was going to close on my second pizza ranch. I was going to do a pizza ranch in Cedar Rapids, run two restaurants from Florida, have a management team, and live the beach lifestyle, right, which is hilarious to say that out loud. Long story short, it's the day before I'm getting ready to close on my loan. It's the biggest loan of my life, and um, my, the real estate that I was looking at had fallen through. Now, long, it eventually came back, and we ended up closing on the piece of real estate I was praying about that day. But I, I was driving down the road by myself or with my wife, and I said, you know, we've been praying about this, but I need to pray right now. And I said, God, I don't know what your plans are for me, but I, and I know you're not going to come down in a cloud and, like, mouth the words, move to Iowa to me. But I need a sign because I'm getting ready to close on the biggest loan of my life. I don't know if this is the right decision. I'm going to move my family back across to Iowa, and the real estate just fell through. And at that moment, my email beeped in, and I looked at my email, and it was a, a, a guest survey card. And the guest survey card, in those days, what happened is you'd go into the restaurant, you'd fill out a card, you'd mail it to corporate. It'd sit on somebody's desk. They'd eventually scan it in and then email it to you two, mm -hmm. three weeks later, sometimes longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it rings in and I open it up and it says, bring a pizza ranch to Cedar Rapids. I love your chicken <laughs> Hand to God right now with all of us. That's, that's within, within 30 seconds of praying out loud with my wife. I know that I'm not going to have you come down in a cloud, but I need a sign. And wow. I mean, if that wasn't a slap in the face. So <laughs> we looked at my wife and I say, guess we're closing on the loan and I guess we're moving. So that was the big, that was the, the true beginning to, you know, my faith journey with Pizza Ranch and coming back mm -hmm. to Cedar Rapids. How has all of this strengthened your relationship with Jennifer? Um, you know, she's my rock. She's my, she's my earthly rock for sure. Um, mm. We, you know, <laughs> she laughs her, her uh, 31st birthday. So May 31st, she was... Uh, 1982 was when she was born, and oh. on, her th on her 31st birthday, on May 31st, her, mm -hmm. her golden birthday, she ended up working 16 hours in the restaurant that day. So if she can stand stand by your side on, on a special day like that and mm -hmm. give you everything you got, it just strengthens your relationship. So she's mm -hmm. seen the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, going to Brazil, she's seen the dark times, and, um, you know, she's seen all the blessings that as we continue to stay faithful to God, the blessings that come out of it on the other end. Well, and you talk about that. You talk about the adoption because obviously leading up to going to Brazil this last fall, um, your faith is strong. You're getting prepared. You're a little freaky getting ready for everything, just knowing that you're walking away from your businesses for 60 days. You're putting a lot of trust in all the people that you've hired. Uh, but you and Jennifer, in the adoption process, going to to brazil adopting these four boys all of a sudden your faith that you had became really didn't it almost became inadequate for what you were facing your faith had to grow immediately yeah so you know we struggled and the 
my wife has said this and I've said this. If, if we did not have, when we went down there, if we absolutely weren't 100% convinced that Christ called us to adopt these four boys, we would have turned around and came home. It was that hard. So the one thing that we hung on to the entire time we were there is, is this is not our hand. This is not our doing. Even though we've wanted children and, and even though these boys have wanted parents, um, it's not about that. It's about Christ calling us to do something, pulling us way outside of our comfort zone. And then, again, as it seems like as, a, as I'm saying this out loud, this, is a, this ha- tends to be the theme in my life, <laughs> break me down, put more faith in him, and then watch the blessings that come out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and as you said, you then got to bless a half a million-plus families from your story from USA Today. Yeah, and I, didn't, I wanted to finish one point to that. I'm glad you said that. So, um, so this, the USA Today story went out and went crazy, and I'm sitting there with my wife at the dinner table, and we get a message from our adoption agency, uh, the lady that worked with us at Hand in Hand. That's, it's out of Florida. It's a phenomenal adoption company. People should look into it. But um, we, get, we get a message from the, the lady on the ground that helped us through this, and she said, we are getting inundated with requests. She said, we have never had anything directly affect the adopting of children mm. more, more than your story. And that was really the point where Jennifer and I went. It, it's not about Leandro, Cristiano, Enzo, and Williams. It's not about Jennifer and Brandon Pratt. It's about rescuing orphans for mm-hmm. the kingdom. So that was the moment we knew it was way bigger than just us. Mm. That's that, humbling. That is so exciting because there are a lot of people. You've been there when you got to the point where you guys finally made the decision that this is the next step for us. And a lot of people struggling with that and being able to see and even – um, you know, yours is dramatic in that you have four boys all from the same family that you kept together, which that is just an amazing thing. But every single orphan that can go into somebody's home as a result of that story um, and have a, a forever family mm-hmm. is fabulous. And I will say as a, as a, as a passive onlooker, you know, because that's how you, we felt in sitting in Florida watching what was happening in Brazil – um, we've been blessed as a family to not have um, a lot of terminal illnesses and things like that. So for me, watching you guys learning how to adapt was the hardest thing I've ever watched, you know, within our family. And to see how God gave you the strength at just the right time. And again, just the testimony. And I think the encouragement for everybody that um, God can get you through it. Um, it's not human strength because on your own strength, you know, it, it would it could have failed a million times Absolutely. over every day. Um, but God kept you guys going, and um, what a what a blessing that is, and an encouragement for anybody that's listening that has any inkling of a desire to do that to just be encouraged that if God is in it, He will open those doors and help you. It won't be easy. Never, nothing, you know, nothing really worthwhile comes without some sort of getting rid of ourselves. But what a great encouragement. So I'm, I'm glad for you guys. I'm glad we're able to share a little bit of that story. Mm-hmm. I know we need to, next time we do it, we want to talk with Jennifer. we got to get her on. Maybe one of the boys by then. It'll be good. Yeah, there you go. Leandro, he's ready for radio already. Oh, yeah. He's on, <laughs> right. he would so, be so that faith that the Lord has really matured in you, I want to talk about how it impacts mm-hmm. your business life. Because you're running, like, like we talked, you've you got some partners, and you've got 450 people that work in your restaurants, and you're about ready to add how many at the uh, Tin Roost? Uh, we'll probably open the doors north of 100, 100 to 110 people. So you're going to go to 600 people that maybe report to you. That, I want to I dig deep into that, but just really quickly, how do, you, how do your direct reports know that you are a Christ follower? How do they, I mean, you don't, not all the people work for your Christ followers, right? No, no, not at all. Obviously, we're a Christian-based company. 
But um, yeah, not not everybody does. One one quick thing that I love is is that on both Sarah and and my email, we have a tagline at the bottom with a scripture, and we change it periodically. What that does is open up conversations with managers, with employees, with food vendors, with people that maybe called to complain that they didn't have a good experience. And it's amazing what conversations come out of that. So that's one way that we do it. That's pretty exciting. And Brandon, again, their core values. They're, they're, just go over that again. PizzaRanch.com, you said, was where people could find out more about Pizza Ranch. And as far as south as Springfield, Illinois, as far west as they go into Nebraska, Colorado, Ohio, Colorado, New yeah. Mexico, Montana. Oh, way out that way. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what are the core values again? Yeah. So uh, vision statement to glorify God by positively impacting the world, period. Through pizza and salad, chocolate pudding, I've heard that your boys think is phenomenal. Yep. They've got phenomenal dessert pizza, right, Martha? Yes. Martha had dessert pizza before she had any other food today at lunch. Hey, first bite. That's all. But uh-huh. yes. That's allowed. But, that's but allowed you know, some of the ranch. things that I, um, I remember that you have talked about as a it goes with um, impacting the world is like you've done stuff at your corporate meetings for Operation Christmas Child and things like that. So and they have big things that impact. This summer at our national conference um, in Sioux Falls, we packed um, meals going to Haiti, mm. and there was a lot. I don't 70, remember what the 70, number, I think something is. like that. Seventy thousand meals. Yeah, it was incredible. And who did the music at your last conference in Sioux City, Iowa? Uh, Big Daddy Weave. Big Daddy Weave. Yeah, we had a private concert with them. It was amazing. We've <laughs> had them. We've had Chris, That's Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Some Mercy are, me. Our national convention, newly branded national mm-hmm. convention, is a pretty amazing time. Yeah. That is pretty cool. All right, going back to how your faith is impacting your workplace, because we've talked about how it's impacting your marriage, impacting your, your, your newly uh, given fatherhood. You've got these business partners. you got business partners. Are all your business partners Christ followers? Uh, Yeah. Yes, they are. Um, my main business partner is Kurt Hopkins. Um, he's a follower of Christ. He's a strong Christian man. Um, I think the world of him. Yes. How does that? How does your faith impact your partnerships? Um, we pray a lot. We pray a lot together. We're we're two overweight, bald, grown, beastly men. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> we break it down and pray. We do. You'll see the pictures on Facebook. Not quite that bad. All right. But no, we, uh, we, we, so we have, uh, we have weekly phone calls with all of our upper management team. We start the phone call with prayer. We end the phone call with prayer. Um, you know, Kurt and I, uh, during some of, the, some of the more difficult times, have given each other comfort through Scripture. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great godly guy. You've had a lot of opportunities, as you've shared with me in the past, about difficult situations with employees and and your faith impact in those difficult situations how often are you given the opportunity to uh, share your faith with people even when you're maybe firing them or maybe maybe when you're helping them out you've had some pretty tough situations yeah you know uh, i've had opportunities to share my faith with people who've stolen from me on more than one occasion which is difficult to say but it's the truth um usually the conversation goes somewhere along the lines of hey we're going to have a work conversation and then we're going to have a personal conversation Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I feel it's important to not do it the other way around. So as I, I fired them or they fired themselves is what I like to say, mm-hmm. and they're on their way out, the last thing that's in their mind is, hey, what could I have done to be better? This guy doesn't, you know, it usually says, I usually say, I don't hate you. I'm not mad at you. I forgive you. I'm frustrated. I'm upset that you did that to me and my family. But here's the thing where nobody's perfect. So and then that can carry into a bigger conversation if they want it. doesn't always go that way, but at least we can, can leave them on that note. Mm. It's a, it's a big deal, and freeing somebody's future is one of the most difficult things mm. that a manager can do. Yeah, it's not fun. But in how you handle it, is it really takes the um, 
that makes the difference for them because when they go home and they think about it, what is it that they're going to keep playing over and over in their head and asking those kinds of questions? You know, what could you what could you do better? Yeah, I, you know, I've unfortunately in this business with this many employees, I've I've had to terminate or fire, or let go, whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it, quite a few people. Mm -hmm. But I, what I will say is, is that only a small percentage ever left angry. Mo mm -hmm. Most of them left more disappointed that they, that they couldn't do better. Sure, so. that's sure. quite a legacy. Yeah, I mean, I take comfort in that. I, I, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'd throw that word legacy out there yet, but uh, but ending on positive terms is is mm -hmm. is good for a lot of reasons. All right, so if we called really quick, if we called Jennifer today and said, "Okay, Jennifer, how's Brandon doing as a husband, keeping things in priority?" How, what would she say? Uh, I I I mean, my wife's just as honest and blunt as I am. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> so I think she'd probably say something like seventy to eighty percent of the time he's an absolute rock star. Uh, and I love him for that, and he gives me everything he can. And 20 to 30% of the time, I've got to walk away so he can have a little time to himself. But, um, you know, overall, we're, like, going to the adoption thing, we're figuring it out. There's no handbook for what we're doing. <laughs> uh, there's certainly no handbook for four kids in addition to 400 employees. So uh, it doesn't come without times of frustration. And, and I think Sarah can attest to that as well. Mm -hmm. There's If you ask her how I am, maybe that's your next question is, uh, oh, go up. There you go. Too We're bad. out of time. We're out of time. All right. Sarah. Ooh, dodged a bullet there. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, it's been a lot of fun catching up, and it's been a lot of fun just talking about this. And I do want to schedule that future show for you and Jennifer, and maybe some other your friends that have adopted, because it is a story people need to hear. Because the ultimate adoption story is what Christ has done for us. So, Brandon mm -hmm. Pratt, Amen. Sarah Brangenberg, thanks for being on I Work for him today. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It was good, Martha. What a great story. Yes, it is. It was a lot of fun. A lot of check out Pizza Ranch. Maybe you want to come work for Brandon up here in Iowa and Illinois. We're hiring. That's right. Always. Check them out on Facebook. Facebook page. Um, Pizza Ranch Corporate and Pizza Ranch Galesburg, Iowa City, Altoona, Newton, Springfield, all the above. Here's just to keep in keep in mind. I, I work.